in the darkness, beyond the realm of normalcy, there are mysteries waiting to be uncovered. Mysteries that suggest that there is more lurking in the darkness than we may think. There are secrets waiting to be heard. Secrets that are only whispered during the night tide. Superstitions. Every culture has them. And just about every person has at least one or two of their own. Whether you think certain days, things, and actions are unlucky, or if you have a certain routine that you must not deviate from, else the entire day will be doomed, just about every one of us can be said to have some sort of belief that falls into the category of being superstitious. You may be one of those who may think otherwise about themselves. But remember, superstition is any belief or practice that falls into the category of being supernatural or irrational. So if you are a follower of any religion at all, guess what? You are superstitious. Every religion has its own odd belief or practice, or two, that falls into the supernatural and even the irrational category. Do you believe in luck, fate, power of thought, magic, or any as such that isn't provable by science? Well, guess what? You, my friend, are superstitious. But don't worry. No matter how grounded and intelligent we may be, pretty much everyone has a quirky superstition of their own. It just comes with having an imagination. And often, it's that strong desire, that hope, that there is more to life and consciousness than meets the eyes. As humans, we have developed some pretty interesting fears of things which we feel give us bad luck. And to counteract such fears, we have come up with some pretty imaginative and colorful ways to try to avoid said bad luck. There are a plethora of fascinating superstitions shared by cultures across the globe. An intriguing array of irrational fears associated with common happenings and everyday things. Often, these fears stem as explanations of the unknown, the natural things that they don't quite understand. Most often, superstitions tie into folklore and have religious associations. Even in the melting pot that is the Western world, there are still superstitions shared by many, still an ingrained piece of our culture. One of the most common shared superstitions has to do with pneumophobia. Pneumophobia is the fear 
of numbers. All across the world, there are numbers that are considered unlucky. What's particularly fascinating is that what is considered unlucky in one part of the world might be considered really lucky in another. Most of those negative numeral connotations are the result of either astrology or numerology. And often we tie in those negative numeral associations into the dates of unfortunate occasions in history. In Western culture, when we think of unlucky numbers, there's often one in particular that seems to pop up first. The number 13. The number 13 is considered by many to be the ultimate unlucky number. The fear and superstition on this particular number runs so deep that there is actually a name for it. Triskaidekaphobia. This gloriously hard to pronounce and absurd looking word is the official name for the fear of the number 13. In Western culture, we have associated the number 13 with all sorts of negative occurrences. In fact, at least 10% of the population of the United States believes that the number 13 is incredibly unlucky. And the mere presence of this number is said to bring about misfortune and disaster. Now, the United States seems to take this one pretty seriously, as many of our buildings lack a 13th floor. Yes, the superstition on this one runs so deep that we will literally skip the number 13 altogether when numbering our floor levels. And it doesn't end there either. A lot of facilities, including hotels, will skip over the number 13 when numbering rooms as well. Even airplanes will skip the row 13. Now for hotels, they'll often do this just for the sake of keeping as many rooms occupied as possible. Because there are indeed many people who will refuse to stay in a room 13. So what is up with the number 13? Why do so many people fear it? How did this number get such a bad reputation? Now, the interesting thing is that there is actually a bit of a debate centered around why, when, and how this one particular number became something that many began to fear. Some believe this fear has ancient roots, while others believe it has more modern origins. So let's take a little stroll through history and find out 
when the fear of 13 began. The year is 1754 BCE, and a scribe chips away at a giant stone. This stone is to be a pillar which will be erected along a popular trade route. The scribe will spend the next few days of his life carefully chipping away at characters. Characters which will join together to form the rules of the land. These rules come from the scribe's new king, who had just conquered the land. The king is Hammurabi, and the rules which the scribe chips into the stone are known as the Code of Hammurabi. As the scribe painstakingly translates the Sumerian language into his own, he carefully numbers each law. As he's copying and numbering each law onto the stone, he momentarily hesitates after the twelfth. The scribe then skips over the thirteenth law and continues down the list, avoiding the number thirteen altogether. Now this is often touted as the very first recorded example of the aversion to and avoidance of the number 13. Many cite this as the first evidence of 13 being seen as undesirable or perhaps unlucky. But this particular instance really isn't the case. You see, the avoidance of the number 13 in this instance was either an honest mistake or maybe a small act of rebellion towards a new and perhaps unwanted king. In no other instances was the number 13 removed. In fact, in almost all of the other stones, the rules weren't even listed in numerical order. A lot of sources will use this tale as an example of how far back our aversion to the number 13 goes. But unfortunately, for this one, that's just not the case. To get a more reliable source of when 13 was seen as being a surly little mischief maker, we'll have to move on a bit in history. We're going to move on to 800 CE, the age of the Vikings. This is when we get a glimpse of the number 13 being a bit of a misfit number. The Vikings had been around a lot longer before this time period, but it's at this time when they interacted with other cultures who started writing down and recording their stories. Now, while the Vikings did have letters, they had runes, they weren't really the literary type. They didn't record literary tales, and they really didn't record much of their history. That was passed on by oral tradition. So it's in the 800s 
that other cultures started recording the tales of Norse mythology. In Norse mythology, 12 was considered to be a perfect number. It was the number of harmony and balance. In Norse mythology, there were 12 ruling gods at the table. Powers were balanced, and things, for the most part, operated quite harmoniously as a result. However, when Loki, the mischievous 13th god, joined the table, the balance was upset. Loki introduced chaos, and the harmony was broken. The introduction of this 13th god and the mischief and mayhem he brought about made the number 13 become associated with chaos. Now, even with that, the number 13 still wasn't viewed as an ominous and fearful number. That didn't seem to happen until a bit later on. Now to figure out when 13 became the unlucky number Western culture knows today, we need to make our way to the 16th century. Now, the 1500s, in general, was a really great time for superstitions to thrive. People were already consumed by fear as disease and famine both ran rampant. And since they lacked the proper knowledge on why such things happen, they blamed the disease and famine on more supernatural occurrences. They believed this and all the unpleasantries endured during their daily lives were the direct result of malevolent beings, such as ghosts and demons, and also the result of dark magic brought on by witches. The latter mentioned is one way the number 13 got its bad reputation. 13 was often seen as a number that represented the feminine. Since witchcraft was primarily associated with women, the number 13 was seen as being associated with it. And since it is the 16th century, the number 13 became an ominous number to be weary and fearful of. During this time period, people devoted a lot of time to coming up with all sorts of interesting ways to detect the exact forces at play when it came to bad luck. And they devoted a lot of time to creating items and rituals to make that bad luck go away. The 16th century is also when numerology experienced a bit of a revival and became increasingly popular. Numerology is the belief 
that numbers have distinct spiritual meanings. It's a bit like astrology in the sense that numerology could be used to chart out a person's personality, life path, and more. Some numbers have good meanings associated with them, while others can be quite the opposite. Many use numerology as a divination tool, as it was believed that you could predict future events by using the same system of counting and adding the numbers associated with certain people, places, and dates. One of the most well-known and respected numerologists of that time was a man named Pichero Bungo, who also went under the name Petrus Bungus. Now this Bungus that once lived among us was actually quite an educated man. He was of noble birth and had received the finest education that his family could find. He was Italian, and he was an astronomer, philosopher, poet, theologian, and an incredibly gifted mathematician. In fact, Bungus had an incredible fascination with numbers, and also the occult. During his studies of occultic matters, he came across Pythagoranism. Now, Pythagoranism was a cult in ancient Greece that believed that numbers were the very essence and foundation of the universe. In this belief system, the universe was this wondrous equation brought about by numerical harmony. It was a union of mathematics and mysticism. And it was right up Bungus's alley. During his studies of Pythagoranism, Bungus learned how numbers could be associated with spiritual and magical purposes, as each number had its own energy and meaning behind it. As his research intensified in the area of sacred numbers, he learned it was something that had been used in almost every ancient or classical culture. Even the ancient Egyptians practiced the use of sacred numbers and geometry. Bungus was sure that he was onto something, and he soon created his own numerological system. He entitled his work Numeromium Mysteria. In this work, he explored and broke down the spiritual and mystical significance of numbers. Modern-day numerology is essentially based off of his work. It's this man right here, Mr. Bungus, who was the first person to really push the idea that 13 was an unlucky or cursed number. 
he came to this conclusion based on his numerology system, combined with his studies of the Christian Bible. Now, Bungus, during his studies of the text, noticed that whenever the number 13 appeared, it was often followed by some sort of negative event. He then concluded that the number 13 was ominous. Its appearance was an omen for disaster. He soon came to the conclusion that if you reviewed any tragic or negative event in history, if you had a careful eye, you would notice the number 13. He wasn't talking about the calendar date either, but more in the aspect of numerology. So he believed that when you added the numbers in the names or places or months, it seemed that somehow the number 13 would pop up and make an appearance. And whenever the number 13 was there, negativity seemed to follow. Bungus had some pretty interesting evidence that went outside of his biblical studies as well. He noted how the Knights Templar were hunted down on the 13th. And he also noticed the fact that most gallows where hangings took place consistently had 13 stairs leading up to them. So this right here in the late 1500s is the moment when our fear of the number 13 really began. You can all kind of trace it back to the studies of one man. Due to the works of Petrus Bungus, the number 13 became associated with bad luck, fear, and all things negative and spooky in Western culture. When we think of unlucky 13, we think of the supposedly most unluckiest day that's possible. Friday the 13th. For some people, if the 13th falls on a Friday, you may as well lock yourself in the house until it's over. Now, personally, I really like good old Friday the 13th. That is my personal lucky day. But for just about everybody else, it's apparently a horrible day. In Western culture, it's believed that at the 13th day of the month falls on a Friday, that the bad luck and negativity associated with the number 13 is intensified 100%. In fact, it's a day when all of our superstitions seem to get magnified and omens of bad luck abound. There are people out there who legitimately 
fear this day and the horrid luck it brings. The name for this fear is Frigga Triscodecophobia. So how did we come to associate the Friday 13 combo with such exponential levels of bad luck? Well, it's really a combination of belief elements, most of which, again, stem from the 16th century. Now, the main reason why we associate Friday the 13th with intense negativity does come to us again from that numerologist with that funny-sounding name, Petrus Bungus. Now, in particular, the fear of Friday the 13th really got started from his biblical numerology studies. It is believed by Bungus and many others that the crucifixion happened on a Friday, something which was the result of the supposed treacherous actions of the 13th apostle. For Bungus, and his numerology system, it made the combination of those two elements, the day of the crucifixion, Friday, and the number of that treacherous apostle, 13, an especially unlucky combination. And he found other evidence for this as well. The Knights Templar were hunted down on the 13th which just so happened to have fallen on a Friday. Yet another occurrence which made the Bungus that once lived among us certain that Friday the 13th was a cursed and ill-fated day. There is also another reason why the combination of day and date were seen then as being something to be feared. I mentioned earlier how 13 got associated with witchcraft. Well, so was Friday. Before the masses of Europe converted to Christianity, whether willingly or not, Friday was considered the day of the goddess. It represented the Germanic goddess Frigg, also Freya, and also the Roman goddess Venus. Friday was a day to honor the divine feminine. The number 13 was associated with the goddess as well. It represented the divine feminine and the life it brings. So in those times, Friday the 13th was seen as a very special, positive, and powerful day. Friday the 13th was a day for celebration. It was a day to honor the cycles of life, creation, death, and rebirth. It was also a day to honor female energy and a day to honor creativity of all kinds. So how did something so positive 
get twisted into something so negative? Well, you can thank sexism for that. Since society then became patriarchal and women were expected to be meek and submissive, it was believed that women were also weak spiritually. And when they gathered with other women or were outspoken or did anything that could perhaps make the apparently delicate men of the time feel threatened, she was labeled a witch. So days and numbers that were female-centered were now looked down upon and given negative associations. So the powerful Friday the 13th, a day which once honored the feminine, became a day associated with bad luck, curses, and fear. So guess what, ladies? Friday the 13th is our special day. Instead of continuing to buy into all that bad luck nonsense, rock the day. Celebrate it for what it once was. A day to celebrate being you. Guys, don't feel like I'm leaving you out. You can use this day to celebrate the amazing women in your life and tap in to the creative energy the day was once known for. Let's face it, that is a lot more fun than spending an entire day being afraid of every little thing and obsessing on how things are going to go wrong. Remember, a lot of that bad luck that comes your way on Friday the 13th is just psychosomatic little bit of psychology. You are concentrating on every little negative thing. So that brings in more of that into your life because you're expecting it. It's like that self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're still holding tight onto your frigatresca decaphobia, I have one last fun fact to share. Not every Western culture thinks that Friday the 13th is the unlucky day. For instance, in Spain, it's Tuesday the 13th. That's that horrid unlucky combination. I want to thank you for joining me in this quick little exploration of Friday the 13th. I hope you had fun learning some of the origins behind why we give this day so much fear and how it became unlucky. And I hope now that you know the real origins behind it, you turn it into more of a fun, lucky day. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to visit our website, nighttideradio.com That's N-I-G-H-T-T-I-D-E radio.com Here you can find archives, sign up for our newsletter, and see a list of upcoming episodes. 
You can also follow us on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, or any of your favorite podcast networks. And with that, I'm Stacy, and this is Night Tide.